Happy New Year, women of God. I pray that in 2022, you will experience a greater degree of transformation than you have ever experienced. May you discover and walk more fully in the more that you have been made for. Today, I would like to speak about suffering and death. Yes, you heard it right. Suffering in the flesh and death to the flesh life is a biblical principle and a key element in molding us into the image of Christ. Before we get into our discussion though, let me briefly summarize what we have discussed thus far in this podcast. We have established that we are made for more, which is to progressively put on the image of Christ in order that he can use us to minister to a lost and dying world. However, for that to happen, we need to forget the things that are behind and reach towards the things that are ahead, as the Apostle Paul so aptly tells us in Philippians 3. There are so many things that women need to forget, hurts, pains, disappointments, fears, and the list goes on. In fact, we should be so fully delivered from those things that like the Hebrew young men in the fiery furnace, we will come out without even the smell of smoke. We should be trophies of God's grace. Secondly, we should embrace our identity in Christ. That should be the greatest passion of our lives. We do this by discovering who we are in Christ, rehearsing it to ourselves and living out of that reality. Now back to our topic of the day. I will start by reading several scriptures before moving on to our discussion. Romans 8, 16 to 18 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans 8.13 says, But if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do modify, that is, put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. God has a plan to use women both individually and collectively. I believe that Psalm 68.11, which says that God gives the command that women who proclaim the good news are a great host that is a great army is a prophetic declaration first fulfilled in the women who went to the tomb but whose greater fulfillment is in these end times god's desire is to raise an army of women daughters of the king of king the lion of the tribe of judah who he will use to do exploits to advance his kingdom in all domains However, for God to use us fully, his desire is to first make us vessels of honor. 2 Timothy 2.20 says, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. 
If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel of honor, sanctified, that is, set apart, and meet, that is, ready for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. To become these vessels of honor, we must go through processing, through purging. We must purge ourselves of sinful works of the flesh. For gold, to have that beautiful false packer that we all love in gold jewelry it must first have passed through the fire in that processing is where the impurities will come to the surface and be skimmed off this processing of vessels of honor in the crucible of god is painful to the flesh but it is very necessary there is a direct correlation between the suffering that we go through in putting to death the deeds of the flesh and the glory of God that is revealed in us. In other words, the degree to which God will use us as his instruments is directly proportional to the amount of processing we have allowed ourselves to go through. You see... Transformation does not just involve putting on the new man, putting on Christ. It also involves a putting off of the old man. And therein lies the suffering. Ephesians 4, 22 to 24 will explain more if you go there. If we are not ready to arm ourselves with suffering, we will not cease from sin and we will not be those vessels of honor trophies of grace that God wants to use to manifest his glory on the earth. Vessels of wood and earth are those who refuse for one reason or another to go through the suffering that putting to death the deeds of the flesh requires. For most of us as serious Christians, we have put off the obvious works of the flesh, fornication, adultery, drunkenness, and so forth. If you are still dealing with some of those, hopefully something said here today will help you to put it off. But as I said, that is not the issue that most maturing Christian women face. There was a time when I was a bit hesitant to be around women because I felt that women tended to be emotional drama queens and there was always issues between them of course that is a gross generalization but that was my mindset unfortunately there are many women who can identify with this sentiment i no longer think so i enjoy the company of many godly mature women but let me be very candid I still find that because many of us do not want to endure the pain and suffering of processing, because we remain unwilling to put to death certain aspects of our outer man, because we are not willing to face ourselves clearly in the face and deal with the negative aspects of our personalities, the sins that so easily beset us, the gossip, the unhealthy competition, the eye service, that is wanting to appear perfect before those we want to impress while behaving terribly to those that we could care less about, the rebellion, the depression, being 
easily offended or easily offending others, believing the words of others, being two-faced, which means laughing with someone while stabbing them in the back, anger issues, and so forth. Lest anyone think that I am pointing fingers, let me say that I myself, I am a work in progress. I have seen women use powerfully in spiritual gifts, women who are very hardworking and effective in ministry, dynamic in their career, and so forth, yet who because of a lack of processing in an area will eventually shipwreck, shipwreck into jealousy, shipwreck into unhealthy competition, shipwreck into self-promotion, shipwreck into pride, shipwreck into having a domineering spirit, shipwreck into manipulation and all manner of works of the flesh, works of the flesh that deal merely with our attitudes and actions which do not glorify God. It may, like I said, it would not be those obvious sins, but these things that sometimes they call them sins of the mind or sins of the spirit. And usually it is the family, both the natural and the spiritual family, that suffers from this failure of women to suffer in the flesh and to put to death these works of the flesh. Let us look at an example in God's word. In Philippians um, 4, Paul is at the end of his message to the Philippian church. And he says something here. He says in Philippians 4, 2 and 3. He says, I urge Euodia and I urge Shantash to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side. Yea, immortalized in the scriptures, is the example of two women, mightily used of God, workers together with the apostle Paul in spreading the gospel. But yea, they are being called out by the apostle because of the personal animosity that existed between them. Whatever quarrel they were having, he felt it necessary to call them out. The fact that the apostle called them out in a letter intended for the entire church tells us that their quarrel was having a negative impact on the entire body. And therein, my sisters, lie the danger. If we do not embrace suffering in the flesh and putting to death these works of the flesh, there will be ramifications. Women are more numerous in the church and a failure of women to deal with fleshly works will negatively impact the church of God and its witness to the world. If we will experience both personal and corporate revival, if we will manifest God's glory and see multitudes come to Christ, then we must undergo 
what I call processing. Processing like that gold or that silver is processed through the fi fire so that the draw, so that the in impurity can come to the surface so that it can be skimmed off. This processing that may be painful in the flesh, but it will lead to putting to death these things that cause so much uh, um, disruption in our own personal lives and which will affect or to affect our natural and our spiritual family. When we speak of the flesh, it is referring to the desires, the thoughts, and the emotions of the other man, that is the body. Another way of saying it is the unrenewed soul. Why do we often not endure the crucifying of the flesh that will cause these works to cease or to put them to death or to put them off? We don't because it is emotionally painful to the flesh. The flesh wants to have its own way. It will protest, it will complain, it will justify, it will plead, and it will just be rebellious. Recently, I was being nourished by the Spirit of God to do something that in the flesh I did not want to do. I felt wronged in a particular situation, and I believed that I was justified in the negative feelings and negative actions I was prepared to take. I felt at that time as I was struggling, you know, whether I'm going to yield to the flesh and satisfy it, or whether I'm going to yield to my inner man, the spiritual part of me, that nature of Christ. And I felt that the Spirit of God whispered to me. And what I felt he whispered to me was this. This or the glory. Choose. In other words, you can do this. You can satisfy your flesh. You can justify yourself that you feel that you have been wrong. Therefore, you are free to do this. Or you can choose the glory, which is when we allow Christ to be manifested out of us. You see, as I said earlier, when the flesh is silenced, when it is crucified, when it is subdued, when the works of the flesh is put to death as painful as it, as it may be to the flesh, what happens is that the glory of the inner nature, which is the image of Christ, will shine out more fully. This glory that consists of his nature, his presence, and his power. Hallelujah. The question then is, how do we undergo this processing, this suffering in the flesh that will lead us to put to death the corrupt works of the flesh that hinder us? First of all, we need to accept the fact that we must die to self and that this involves suffering. Jesus says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains a grain of wheat. 
But then he continues, he says, if it falls and it dies, it will bear much fruit because it will grow up. We, we all know. And Jesus here is talking, was talking about himself. But the principle is the same. As it was for him to die physically, be buried, resurrected, to bring us, many sons and daughters, into the kingdom. This principle is the same for us. It is when we are willing to put to death the works of our flesh, we are willing to die to ourselves, to our own thoughts, to our own actions, to our own ways, all those things that may be painful to us in the flesh. It is at this time we will experience the greatest fruitfulness that we can experience in our lives. So first, we need to accept the fact that we must die to self. Secondly, we must repent of whatever it is. Do not try to justify yourself. Be radical. Take whatever action you may need to take. For example, if there is someone or a group of people you need to apologize to, go and do so. If you have been guilty of pride, of self-promotion, confess it to the Lord and purpose to no longer walk in it. If you are a manipulative wife or slothful employee or me, employer or whatever, repent. If you harbor sacred jealousy against a sister, confess it to the Lord. If you are a hypercritical personality or you're someone who is rash in your speak, in your speech, or you must always be right. Repent and start looking for good things to say. Sometimes repenting means to just be quiet. That's something I am personally working on. <laughs> if you are guilty of spreading gossip of bad-mouthing leaders, whatever it is, my sister, let us repent. And then truly receive by faith God's grace that will enable you to keep the flesh crucified that will enable you to keep it under you see god will never tell us to do something that he has not given us the power to do many times when we think about grace we rejoice about grace we would we rejoice about the blessings that we have received through grace uh, um the uncommon favor but grace also speaks of empowerment through his grace through what jesus has done for us he has given us the power to say no to the works of the flesh he has given us the power to deny our flesh he has given us the power to to bring our bodies under and deny our uh, um, unrenewed soul of having its way so receive by faith god's grace there are wonderful prayers that the Apostle Paul prayed for the sins that we should make a regular part of our personal prayer lives. Ephesians uh, 1, 15 to 19, Ephesians 3, 14 to 19, say those prayers. In Colossians 1, I will read first 10, which is a portion of one of the prayers that I encourage us to pray. Paul prays for other sins, and you can pray it for yourself. He prays that you might walk worthy of the Lord 
unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I will repeat in Colossians 1.10, Paul says, he's praying for the saints. You can pray it for yourself that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. We can pray that God will enable us to, to uh, um, be fruitful in every good work. And in order that we be fruitful, that means we have to lay aside the unfruitful work of darkness. And so we will receive grace. I will uh, continue next month to give us other spiritual tools. Like I said, God has given us grace that will help us to overcome the works of the flesh. And he has given us spiritual tools that will help us. But for today, I want to stop here. And I just want to encourage us. There is so much God wants to do with us individually, collectively. But in order for him to do so, we must allow him to transform us. And part of that transformation is the processing where we put off the old man by laying aside the unfruitful works of darkness. God wants us to progressively become like Jesus as that uh, inner glory, Christ in us, the hope of glory. But in order for that glory to be progressively uh, um, revealed out of us the altar shell of all of these things that we talked about must be put aside we will never arrive in this life i said to you i myself am a work in progress okay i'm progressively allowing myself to be conformed i don't always get it right as many may know but I'm on the joining. And so I invite you to join with me more than ever this year. Let us not excuse these things in our lives that, are, that don't glorify God, that don't reveal him to the world. These things that can be so negative. Let us join with one another and allow the spirit of God to transform us. You see, many times we want to do powerful things for God. We want to heal the sick. We want to raise the dead. We want to cast out devils. We want to have orphanages where we minister to children. We, we want to be powerful business people that will uh, 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 give um, so much to the gospel. I said to you in, uh, I think, the second edition of this podcast that I was praying some of those prayers and God said to me, I'm more interested in you being being conformed to Christ. So God wants to use us, but he does not want anything to be a hindrance. Anything that will, people will look at and say, but I thought this is supposed to reflect Christ, but it's, it's so distorted. No, he wants us to shine bright, beautiful, no drugs, no impurity that will show forth his glory to a lost and dying world. So let's join together, sisters. We were made for more. May God use us. May God transform us together. Let us be that 
army of women. I love to say that army of lionesses, daughters of the lion of the tribe of Judah, who collectively are being conformed to the image of Christ so that he can use us to make such a major difference in our world. God bless you. I love you. See you next month. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, I encourage you to share it with other women. I believe that God wants to use this to help us, to help you, to help me to continue on this journey of transformation for his glory in the name of Jesus. I love you. God bless you and see you next time in Jesus' name.